Welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Our mission is to share what we have learned from our experience and the experience of others to help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate the Discount Property Investor way. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit FreeWholesaleCourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. Thanks for tuning in. All right, guys, welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Your hosts, David Dodge and Mike Slane, coming hey. to you today to talk about how to invest in real estate with no money. Boom. Boom. This is one of my favorite things to talk about, Dave, because... I mean, you and I, I think, are kind of just prime examples of people who have created uh, wealth or created a lifestyle uh, through real estate. I mean, we've, we've, we've kind of grown up in real estate together. I know we both were doing it beforehand, but I think we've really uh, learned a lot since we started working together and truly evolved as real estate investors together. And it's very exciting to share what we've learned uh, through this Discount Property Investor Podcast and talk about some of the most powerful things I think that we've learned and we've leveraged over the past few years. And again, that is really, it's how to invest without having capital, without having money to invest. So it's like, how do you do that? How do you do that? Like crack that code. It's like a, a it, it just, it's a game changer. I mean, it has been for you and, me, for you and I. Uh, I know me personally, it's just, uh, I mean, we've stepped up from uh, working for someone else to being self-employed to, um, you know, actually feeling being business. Owners. Yeah. Being an entrepreneur and just, doing just talking things. about that the other day. I was like, man, it's crazy. Like, I feel like I've made the leap from being a self-employed entrepreneur to being a business owner, still working every day. Of course. Yeah. But like every, we have systems in place at this point, we have a team of people. And if we go on vacation for a week, like nothing halts to a grinding stop. Like in some cases, we come home from vacation and like the business is doing better than when we left. That used to be the case almost every time I thought you guys were going to kick me out of the company. <laughs> every time I was gone for a week, right. there'd be money sitting in the accounts. I thought, man, oh, these guys going are going to these guys are going to fire me. They think I'm embezzling <laughs> or something, you know? That's right. All right, let's right. get back on topic though. So it's how to invest in real estate without any money. And there's three different types of investing. So you want to touch on those? There's first. really a hundred different types of investing, but there's the the big three. So let's refer like to those that. as the big three, because there is a bunch of ways, Mike. There's mm -hmm. so many ways. And once you start going down the road of positioning and joint ventures and creativity and creative financing, like literally, the it just multiplies into hundreds, if not thousands of ways, right? But the big three that everybody is at least heard of or is aware of would be wholesaling, fix and flip, and landlording. So let's use this opportunity to talk about those big three, guys. So what are they? Let's just break them down. I'll go with wholesale, and then what you can take over, right? Perfect, so man, do it. wholesaling uh, is, isn't really investing, per se. It's really more of a marketing business. Uh, but you can turn a wholesaling business into an investing business or investing company. Uh, but basically, wholesaling, guys, is marketing and finding home run deals or really great deals. And it's using contracts to gain control of properties, and then it's selling the interest in that property, or the or the or the ability to purchase, or even another way to word it would be selling the contract. The beautiful thing about wholesaling is you don't need a lot of money because you're not actually buying 
typically uh, the property. Instead, you're using paperwork to control it, and you're selling that control. Yeah, that's you're great, up. man. And, what, and what's so cool about wholesaling, though, is you learn the business. Oh, absolutely. So you said it's not investing. I, I would argue that it kind of is, man. It you, is. It is. You are putting, yeah. You're doing a lot of legwork, and it's a true business, and you're spending a lot of time in it, even if you're not necessarily spending dollars on it. You know, sure. so again, you learn the business and it's again, I learned so much about buying off market properties. I mean, it wasn't even a thing like five, 10 years ago. Like right. just, it seems very pervasive now. A lot of people have heard of it. Uh, but again, very, very powerful way to do it. Uh, the next two are. Uh, I got to interrupt for just yeah. one second. Some guy sent me an Instagram the other day and goes, hey, do you have any courses on how to find deals on the MLS? And I just responded, hey, thanks for your inquiry. But no, I have a ton of courses on how to find deals outside of the MLS, yeah. but not a single course on how to find them on the MLS. And the reason is, is because they're not on the MLS. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to get well, that out of it. It's eating me inside. There might be a deal on the MLS, yeah. but the problem is when someone prices a property 20 grand under what it should be, it's, it's going to get bid up right, to right. 20 grand or 30 grand over yeah. where it should be. I apologize. I didn't mean to interrupt. That was rude. That's hilarious, though, dude. I love that. <laughs> yeah. No. I was I, like, no. Sorry, I'm not trying to be rude, but like. I don't. Yeah, I don't have any intentions of making courses like that because it's BS. It's the wrong yeah, approach. You can't it's do that. The wrong approach. Again, you can find <laughs> decent properties on the MLS. Yeah, I mean, again, you can you can do your career by buying on the MLS. That's the cool thing about real estate too is it doesn't matter what your timeline is. Um, as or I'm sorry, it doesn't matter. Oh man, I lost my train of thought. If your timeline is long enough, yeah, yeah you're not you, gonna lose. You can mitigate your risk. You're not gonna yeah. lose if your timeline's long enough. That's what I was trying to spit out. Fix and flip. Back to the topic at hand, how to invest <laughs> without any money, fix and flip, and landlording. So both of these are a pretty similar approach, uh, depending on, uh, it just depends on what you're gonna do with the property. You're gonna sell it right away by flipping it, or, you buy a distressed property as a landlord and you sell it very, very slowly via someone renting it out. So basically you're getting paid very, very slowly in that method. Uh, but how do you do it with no money? And that is the million dollar question. And why would you do it this way? Uh, another million dollar question. We're gonna answer that right now. So how do you do it with no money? First off, hard money lenders. I think it's super, super overlooked uh, most people are scared of using a hard money lender because hard money lender. I mean, Dave, that sounds scary to a lot of people. It's like, oh no, they're gonna break my kneecaps or they're gonna they're gonna foreclose and take my property. No, a reputable hard money lender does not want to do that, but they are going to lend based on an asset more so than on the individual, and they're gonna charge for it. So you're gonna borrow from a hard money lender, but you're gonna pay a pretty hefty interest rate. Yes. But here's why it makes sense. If you can't get the money from a bank loan, or, or you don't if have you your don't own have money, have the cash, and you don't have a great aunt or uncle that's rich that's willing to lend it to you, you can get the deal done. You, you can, can still do it because they're not necessarily looking at the borrower. They they are. They do. Yeah. They they do absolutely. But it's heavily weighted on the property, and that's why they're called hard money loans. It's not because they're hard to get. They should call them easy loans because they're super easy to get. If you have a deal. What's, it's hard money because it's based on a hard asset. What's so cool about a reputable hard money lender that's kind of you know more institutional, they actually will help you with the deal. They're gonna help you analyze it. If they look at the deal and say, uh, I don't think so, that's great. They just save you from making a mistake and buying a property that you probably wouldn't make money on. Right. So again, hard money lenders can be one of your greatest allies when you're getting started 
although you're going to see this 10% interest rate or 12% or 15% yeah. interest rate with three points. Like, yeah, that it sounds freaks people out. It's, it sounds crazy. It really does. Here's the thing. Doesn't freak us out. No, I'm happy to pay 10, 15%. 14%, whatever. If I can make infinity. Right. And I can because it's none of my own money. I get it all paid off by someone else. So my returns are basically infinite, which is, it, it's just a game changer. Also, yeah. Uh, this gets us to, uh, so fix and flip. That'd be kind of the first one. If you use a hard money lender, you say, hey, I'm gonna buy this property, uh, I'm gonna fix it up, and then I wanna sell it. And I'll pay you off, and the hard money lender agrees and loans you money, and you can do that, great. And you get a big chunk of change. It's great, awesome way to get started investing with no money. Landlording is a little bit more complicated. You're gonna need to have decent credit to do this, and you're gonna wanna start by working with a bank. I know it sounds silly, you don't have any properties yet, but you want to find a bank that is willing to loan you money on a rental property. Refi. You're on a refinance. So you're going to want to talk to them about that. And I recommend going to commercial banks, a lo I'm sorry, local, local lenders and working with their commercial lending department. There they're going to do loans in an LLC and they're going to be commercial loans, but they're going to be much easier for you to get and do multiple so again, with the traditional loans, conventional loans, I think Fannie, Freddie, all that stuff, all those conforming loans, you're gonna be capped at eight to 10 and it changes from time to time. I mean, I don't, I don't even know what the current is because again, I like using commercial loans. So again, you're gonna wanna start there. You're gonna wanna start with a banker and if they say, no, we wouldn't approve you, you're gonna have to figure out why you need to fix your credit. So that's kind of step one. If you don't do that, you could be in trouble when it comes time to pay off that hard money lender. So that's why I say that. So what you're gonna do with landlording, if you wanna start there investing with no money, you're gonna use a hard money lender to buy the property. You're gonna rehab it, similarly rehab to fix and flip. Then you are gonna refinance it with that banker you spoke with earlier, rent it out. And you're gonna keep doing that over and over and over again. And that's where Dave and I have had a lot of success. And again, that's why we like to share stuff like this with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. It's possible to do um, wholesaling with no money. It's possible to do fix and flip with no money, and it's possible to do landlording with no money, guys. These are facts. It's not gonna necessarily be super easy. You're gonna have to get creative. You may have to get out of your comfort zone. You, you're gonna have to be able, you're gonna have to get loans typically. Maybe not on the wholesaling side, but on the fix and flip and the landlording, 100%, you're gonna need a loan. You're gonna probably need a loan to get into the deal, and you're gonna most likely need a loan if you're landlording, of course. You're gonna need a loan to get out of the deal or one to pay off that short-term hard money or private money lender to, to get into that long-term debt. So let's just do a super quick scenario real quick. You know, for, like you were just talking earlier, we have some loans at like 5% and we have some loans at 3%, mm -hmm. right? With with our long-term mm -hmm. 20 or 30 year loans on our rental properties, these, these, these rates, they vary a little bit, but they're low, 3%, 5%, guys, this is very small. So let's say that I wanted to go borrow $100,000 from a hard money lender to buy a property, mm -hmm. right? And that lender says, guys, you know, I can't do 3%, I can't do 5%, this is my business, right? I need to be at 14%. Well, 14%, that's annualized. It's not a 14% simple interest rate, it's an annualized rate. So 100,000 times 14% is gonna be $14,000. So you basically have a, $14,000 interest expense over the course of 12 months. If you break that down daily, it's about $39, $38 and some change, 
okay? Mike and I's goal is to be in and out of a short-term loan in roughly 90 days. So 38 times 90 is gonna basically mean that our interest, total interest, is gonna be right around $3,500. So even at 14%, right, it's, it's a short-term loan. That 14% is annualized. So if we only have it for three months or for 90 days, guys, the total interest that we're gonna pay is $3,400. Now, would you be interested in paying $3,400 to be able to acquire an asset at 100K? Absolutely. Here's and the if cool you get, thing. And if you get really good at it, you can pay that 3,400 interest on the back end, not on the front, and you refinance it into your existing loan. So you can really do it for none of your own money, but your debt will go up by 3,400. But 3,400 is nothing, guys. You cash flow 350 bucks a month on a property one year pays back that interest expense of positioning yourself in that deal. So what I'm trying to get at, I'm not trying to dive too deep down this rabbit hole, of course, but short-term interest can be high. You're not, it's not a 20 year term at 14%. It's three months or four months or maybe five. Let's say you're doing a fix and flip five or six months, guys, double that seven grand in interest. But if you can do a fix and flip with none of your own money and go make 60 grand on a flip, who gives a crap? I got to watch my words here. Who gives a crap about seven grand when you're making 60, you still make 55 grand, $54,000 on that scenario, you know? So basically if you want to learn how to invest in real estate with no money, you, you have to A, be comfortable with the fact that it's time or money typically. So if you have no money, then you're going to be spending a lot of time, period. Understand that, know it, live it, breathe it. If you want to go beyond just wholesaling and you want to do the fix and flip side of the game or you want to be on the landlord side of the game, you have to get comfortable with not only spending a lot of time, right, but also borrowing money, borrowing from a hard money lender or a private money lender to position yourself into these type of deals and then using a long-term bank financing to exit that short-term note and, and position yourself into a lower interest rate, longer term type of a deal. And that's it. That's how you do it. That's the secret. I don't think there's really much more to dive into. You know, you got to be comfortable with borrowing money. And that's how you're going to do it. Now, the cool thing is, though, is when it comes to borrowing money, you can use cool tricks like Mike mentioned earlier or cool, shouldn't say tricks, strategies <laughs> like the Burr method to, to, to get into a deal with none of your own money. There's other ways to do that, too with subject to and creative financing, you know, maybe the owner will will uh, be the bank and they'll sell it to you on owner financing. Maybe you can joint venture with somebody and you go That's find the deals, they at the money. I mean, there's so many ways to do this. That's why I said there's literally hundreds, right? But the big three are always gonna typically be wholesaling, fix and flip and landlording. Yeah, I mean, cause again, at the end of the day, you're, you're basically buying and selling a property to make money. Dave, I would love it if you would kind of jump into what we talked about, uh, your buddy Chris and what he's doing too, though. So you, you just touched on the subject to acquisition model. Sure. So let's talk about the subject to acquisition and then the, uh, I guess the lease purchase sale side of it. So that would be another way you could have no money into a property and be a landlord, right? Yeah. I mean, essentially it's, what, it's what's happening. Yeah. So like, you know, there's, there's a creative approach to acquisitions and there's a creative approach to dispositions. And if you want to get super creative, you can do creative approaches on both of these. Right. So one of my buddies that we just bought a house off of last week, um, good, good friend, good, good guy. He buys everything subject to existing loans. So he's doing mark marketing and spending a lot of time, not necessarily money, but time 
marketing and finding people that are looking to sell but don't have a ton of equity, right? So what he does is he comes in and says, hey, I'll buy it, but I can't, I can't give you any money today. And I'll basically pay you what is remaining on the loan, and I'm just going to start making, make, taking over payments. So I'm basically just going to start paying your payment. But you're going to walk away from the deal. I'm going to be the new owner. I'm not really going to pay you anything. And you could in some scenarios. But for sake of simplicity, you take over the payment. So now you control the property, right? Day one, you're at zero. 30 days in, you're going to have to make a mortgage payment probably, right? So you're going to have some expense. But the quicker you move, the better, right? So now you've just positioned yourself into a deal where you're just taking over payments, right? Well, now if you want to... If you want to wholesale it, wholesale it. If you want to fix and flip it, you have to go borrow some money from somebody else for the rehab. But now you're maybe only borrowing 20 or 30 grand versus 120 grand. You're not having to borrow the purchase. You're only borrowing the rehab. Think about that. It's a really, really cool tool. Same with landlording. You can borrow, you can buy something subject to get it. Let's say it's vacant. Get it rented and performing. Let it sit there performing for three to six months and, and do what's called season or get your seasoning and then take it to a bank and refinance it out as well maybe do a little work maybe not there's so many ways though literally so many ways we talked briefly about the creativity which was right there but don't don't forget that joint ventures is also a massive massive tool to get into properties maybe you go find a home run deal right you can take that to some of these big investors in town or maybe even just a friend or a local investor doesn't even matter but if they want that deal, instead of selling it to them, partner with them and say, hey, I need to get a piece of this. Maybe it's half, maybe it's 10%, whatever, right? But, but my, my contribute, my con- how I've contributed, to the, contribute, I cannot say that word. Contribute. How I've my contributed, contribution. my contribution, thank hey. you, Mike, is bringing the deal to the table. Your contribution is going to be financing it. And if they don't like it, then wholesale it to somebody else. Cool. So let's, if you don't mind, I'm going to f- kind of follow up on what I was trying to get out of you. So the, the acquisition strategy you got it out was of me. the subject. Contribution. subject <laughs> you did contribute. <laughs> was the subject to acquisition. Uh, but then how do you sell it that way? Then it's a lease option Yeah, sale. so we talked a little bit about the acquisitions, right? Mm-hmm. And you can do the exact same scenarios whenever you're dispositioning it. You, can, you could sell a property sub too. I wouldn't recommend that. But you can sell a property with a lease, with the option to buy. You can do a lease purchase, which is basically an extended purchase date with an, with an option clause. It's very similar. They're just flip-flopped. Um, you can do sandwich lease options where you lease option it on the acquisition side. You sell it on the disposition side as lease option for more money monthly, more bigger payment, more money down. You use all these tools and you just flip them. So so you went into sub two pretty well. He's explaining that we're taking over the payment. So a lease option... Uh, again, it's it's kind of described right there in the name of it. So you're basically leasing it to the person, but giving them the option to purchase it at, we, a, at a later date. Yeah, at a later date. So you basically are going to lease it for about three years uh, or one year or two year, whatever the term may be, with the option to purchase it at this price. Uh, we kind of do a hybrid model. We call it a uh, what are we calling it? Lease purchase. I Lease think. purchase. Yeah. Yeah. But we basically we treat the tenant as a tenant buyer. So we say you are the owner, just not on title, but you are now the owner. So you're going to buy it from us at this date, and until then, you're going to pay it. You're going to rent it from us for this amount. And at any given time between now and the end of that expiration, they can they can exercise their option essentially, and they can buy it from us. So how would that work? So you bought it subject to. So say you bought a property and somebody owed eighty thousand dollars on it, and the payments were five hundred a month. Great. So you say, okay, cool. I'm going to take this property over to you over from you. I'm going to make these payments. You're free. 
cool. They say, awesome. Then you go and you lease option it to someone else and you say, I am gonna let you rent this from me for 900 or $1,000 a month, whatever it is, and you can buy it from me for 110,000. So anytime, if they exercise that option, you're gonna make $30,000. If they don't exercise that option, you're gonna make $500 a month. So it's a win-win-win. And normally when they sign for the lease option, they're gonna have to put down an option deposit of five, 10, whatever you come up with, thousand dollars, five or ten thousand dollars. So you're gonna get paid there, paid monthly, paid on the back end. Very, very powerful creative strategy. How do you find all these deals though? Let's talk about that on the next episode. Let's do it, man. That was a really good episode, guys. Yeah. So basically we broke down how to invest in real estate with no money. Very high level, of course. Um, and we talked about, you know, the big three. What are they and how do you position yourself in those three? Next, we're gonna talk about finding deals. Tune in to the next episode, signing off.